You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, some of the guests that we have on the Paracast start with a video feed, because a lot of these shows do video as well. And that's fine, except I don't do video, seriously. I don't want people to see what I look like. I mean, you do see me on Facebook or something, but we don't want to frighten everybody. You know, our guests all look pretty normal. Tim Swartz looks more or less normal. Although when I look at his picture, I'm not sure whether it, which one is him or he, which one is he. <laughs> it's, bo- it's both of us. It's a symbiotic relationship, Gene. Okay, so that is your Gottwald. That's right, yes. <laughs> now, Amanda Paulson, being a younger person, you don't know what a Gottwald is, do you? I do not, no. <laughs> okay, TV show Stargate SG-1. The parasite that took over people. That's what they were called. Oh, I did not know that. It, it's funny, though, a friend of mine, Gil is going to have me on one of his radio shows in the near future. And he said, okay, you have a good camera with that? And I said, yes, I do, but you're going to run the avatar. And if you really need to have the avatar present an interesting point of view, have it animated. So he's looking into an animated avatar for me. (laughs) That I'd watch just to see that part, too. What we could do also is we could do a new version of Nightmare on Elm Street or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do either of you watch the TV show Stranger Things? Yes. Oh, sure. They've got some pretty wicked-looking critters over there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you could uh, go as Vecna. <laughs> Amanda, um, the biggest question we always ask people involved in this kind of research Where did you get your start? So I started traditionally ghost hunting on a team in 2008. Uh, I was 18 then. Um, But really, I got my start and my interest in the paranormal when I was about seven years old, when I had my first paranormal experience. Yeah, I've been interested in the paranormal basically as long as I can remember, Um, but really got into it and into the, the research part of it in 2008. You had an experience. We must all know about the experience. What can you tell us? Of course. So when I was about seven years old, my uh, family and I moved from California to Montana, which is where I grew up. And in our duplex that we lived in, I call it the haunted duplex. I was very young and wasn't really subjected to much paranormal TV yet. So I didn't really have any reason to believe it was haunted, but I remember coming in there and thinking immediately that we weren't alone, like there was something else in there. And then one time I was coloring in my bedroom um, and I had my head facing the door. So the rest of my body, my back was to my bedroom and I was coloring, uh, laying on the floor. And I heard this glass vase that was sitting on top of my wooden dresser. I heard it move from one end of the dresser to the other end of the dresser. And, of course, that terrified me. So I made uh, my mom switch me rooms, and it, it didn't really stop any of the paranormal activity. I would, I remember thinking that I was seeing my dolls move in the corner of my bedroom at night. I would have terrible nightmares. Um, and 
basically that was like the catalyst experience to a lifetime of experiencing paranormal activity, which later I started to believe maybe it wasn't that the duplex was haunted necessarily, but that I was sensitive to anything anywhere kind of because activity would happen anywhere else I lived thereafter. So, but that is my first paranormal experience is in the haunted duplex with the, uh, the moving vase. Tell me more about this house. Was it an old place or what? It wasn't really that old. So this would have been in the early 90s um, when I was living there. And I want to say it was maybe built in the 80s. It wasn't old at all. Uh, It was like one level, but with a basement, it was crappy. (laughs) Like It wasn't in like the the greatest part of town. There was nothing really special about it. Uh, I do remember it had a mailbox that was shaped like a cow. Uh, the last owners had um, had made the mailbox into like with wood and painted it to make it look like a a cow for some reason. But but there was nothing about this house that was like traditionally. It wasn't like the house uh, the haunting of Hill House. Like it, it was it wasn't like this extravagant haunted house. It was just like this really basic um, 80s 70s or 80s duplex. By the way, we are just getting word, and of course you'll be hearing this show, ladies and gentlemen, a week later, that Uhura, Nichelle Nichols, is dead at the age of 89. One of the original Star Trek actresses. Mm-hmm. So anyway. That was a moment of silence. She deserved it. Yes, definitely. I met her once. This is back... Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, I was attending a Star Trek convention in Philadelphia. And we met James Duan. I had Scotty imitate Scotty at age 70, not knowing that he'd be playing the role at age (laughs) 70. I don't think he suspected that. And Mm -hmm. Michelle Nichols. I actually have some photographs of her somewhere. So... It's kind of sad because of the original cast. Who's left now? Shatner. Chekhov. Koenig, yeah, Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig is there. George Takai. Let's get back to Amanda's story here. Living in this house that's haunted. (sighs) At what point did you, and why did you make the decision, you know, this is something I got to do? Um, like as far as investigating it goes, I, uh, in 2008, I, I had just experienced like a whole lifetime of, of ghostly encounters that I didn't quite understand. I also was raised pretty religious, uh, and I was raised in the church and no one really helped me kind of explore why I was experiencing these things when the people around me were not. So um, I kind of wanted to start digging deeper into it and understanding it a little bit better for myself and how it relates to my own upbringing and like a lot of things about my my lived life. And so um, I just Googled like um, local teams in Billings, Montana in 2008. And I found one in and interviewed for it and joined it and 
And that was that. And I did the team thing for a while. Um, then I moved to Spokane, Washington, which is where I'm based out of now. And um, I gave it a break for a little bit. I wasn't investigating it as much. Um, and then about three and a half years ago, I started investigating it again um, after I lost my grandpa and started having a whole slew of activity happening for myself again. So it kind of, um, what makes me want to get into it more seems to be a recurring theme of, um, you know, things happening in my life to make the activity have an uptick of activity. And then, and then my curiosity peaks again, and then I start exploring it. But now, now I've been about three and a half years deep into doing it online and doing it much more seriously. Uh, and anyone who spends any time exploring the paranormal will know that it's like a rabbit hole. Once you get into it so deep, then you just keep going deeper. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Do you have a day job? I do, yeah. I work in uh, finance. So very very professional, regular day job. So they don't know that in the deep of dark of night you become <laughs> a paranormal investigator. They actually do know. I, I have a terrible time uh, keeping anything a secret. Um, <laughs> I'm a very transparent person, so everyone at my job actually does know what I do, uh, whether they like it or not. <laughs> I tell everyone. I don't care at all. We have Amanda Paulson with Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Both my legs were amputated due to an IED. 
It's when you start to try to get back into like an everyday life. I absolutely felt like I lost some of my purpose. There must be something more. When DAV came into my life, they gave me a new mission. I could still be a productive member of society, could still support a family. The DAV gave him that sense of structure and purpose again to get his life back together. Visit DAV.org to learn more about our mission. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of market markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. One of the young entrants in the world of the paranormal, Amanda Paulson, joining us with Gene and Tim. And we're learning about her background. But she starts out as a little girl with weird stuff going on in the home in which she lives. And this makes significant changes in her life. Tim, why don't you follow up? Well, I'm curious. Uh, you know, did uh, anyone else in your family, uh, when you were living in this uh, duplex, uh, have uh, experiences or did they just not talk about it? My situation was kind of unique in that when I was living in this duplex and having these experiences, I was living with my mom, who was an addict, a drug addict at the time. So I wasn't like communicating with her at all that this stuff was going on. I was very much like independent at this time, even though I was so young. And so I don't know if she also experienced anything. I don't know if she would remember if she did. <laughs> so I didn't have anyone to really like compare experiences with uh, later on as I got a little bit older and started being better about communicating it with um, family and stuff. Sometimes family members would kind of be like, oh, yes, I experienced that too. But again, I was raised in the church. I was raised Baptist. And there's like a big kind of, you know, we don't want to get into that kind of stuff attitude around the paranormal. And I love my family, but yeah, they didn't want to, they didn't want to talk about this stuff at all. So um, I was kind of on my own with it when I was young. 
that can be rather traumatic when you know you're that young and having these kinds of experiences and you know really no one to talk about it with i mean talk about you know feeling alone in a situation and and, and like you said the church has a tendency to you know as you said you know no you know we don't want to talk about this kind of stuff but that doesn't stop the paranormal activity around you it can care less it'll go on no matter what the church believes Yeah, exactly. It did end up being very isolating, and it took me a really long time. Through my 20s, I kind of started, I guess, quote, healing that aspect of myself, but I'm still dealing with it today, and it's still, even though I'm very, I I think almost in a way, going public online with my work in the paranormal has helped a lot. Uh, It forced me to start talking about my experiences more and start, I guess, speaking about the paranormal more definitively, because for a really long time, because of those isolating experiences when I was a child, I was afraid to talk about the paranormal even later on in a definitive way. Like I was afraid to say, yes, I do believe in ghosts. Yes, I do think this was a ghost. Like I, I've always been very like in the middle and say, I don't know what it is. It could be anything. And now finally with my work online, I, I've gained more confidence to say, no, I do believe that this is whatever, Sasquatch. I do believe this is a ghost. I can start kind of weeding through and like finding more confidence in myself to project my beliefs to other people. But yeah, I was very isolating as a kid. But when Jean asked earlier if people you work with, you know, know about your activities, and you know, you said that they do. I mean, it always surprises me. And at this point, it shouldn't really. How many people out there are interested in this kind of stuff, but won't talk about it until they find out that you know you're involved? And then it's like the floodgates open. I mean, oh boy, you you get to hear all kinds of great stories that you know maybe nobody else has ever heard before. Absolutely. That's been a great blessing of having an online presence and kind of being almost in a way a leader, at least for at least for my local community, being somebody uh, who's I'm putting my myself forward and being like, it's okay to have these experiences and to believe in this stuff. And I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to be transparent about it and confident. And then it kind of leads the others to open up to it. So when I meet people, they feel comfortable telling me their stories. And yes, that everyone has a story. It's crazy. And I don't know if it, sometimes you can tell people are really searching for something to relate to, but most of the time people have genuine stories that they are very excited to share that they felt like they couldn't share otherwise. So yeah, it's been really nice. <laughs> the people I work with are great about it and uh, really accepting. So, yeah, I'm really grateful. When you first joined the group, this probably was around the time when, you know, all the ghost reality shows really starting to come out and get a lot of attention. Was the group that you were involved with, I mean, were they trying to uh, emulate these shows? I mean, you know, have uh, as mm-hmm. much equipment as they could afford and go to these houses and be yelling at the ghosts, trying to, uh, <laughs> you know, invoke, uh, you know, a reaction, things like that? To a degree, I can definitely look back and see the influence that my, the leaders of my ghost hunting team, they were definitely influenced by early ghost hunters television, uh, not so much the uh, more aggressive approach of that time, but definitely with like the pseudoscience approach and like lots of equipment. And my team at the time was very into like leading very organized, like residential 
investigations, which now I don't do so much. Uh, I don't think really anybody really does much of that as much anymore. Yeah, there was a lot of inspiration from paranormal TV at that time. Yeah, I think that's fair to say, especially with all of the equipment and stuff. Now, as I've done it on my own for a while, uh, I've moved into doing it in my own way with just some inspiration from from other sources, but not so much from paranormal TV. But yeah, my beginning was very traditional ghost hunter, very ghost hunters-esque, like television type of approach. When you say uh, uh, a reg- residential, do you mean like, you know, uh, people would uh, uh, call the group up and say, oh, my house is haunted. Can you come and, uh, uh, um, <laughs> you know, catch the ghosts and get rid of them for me? That yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, that's exactly. That's where we started for sure. And again, I don't do that now. I, I, I specifically talk online very clearly about how I, I will not like clear houses or exercise ghosts or anything like that. I'm not out here to try to like resolve anything for uh, the afterlife or for, for ghosts. Um, but back then, yes, that's what we were doing. We were being called out to people's actual homes to investigate claims of activity. And then we're expected to try to get it to leave somehow. But <laughs> later on, I, I just don't really resonate with that anymore. But yeah. Well, well, it's always with those kinds of situations, just like, you know, good luck with that. Some of these people have watched too many movies or, or, or television shows when they think that they can go and uh, burn some sage or put salt, you know, in all the corners mm-hmm. of the house and command the ghosts to leave that, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And it may appear to be the case, you know, for a few weeks or so. But, you know, I think generally the activity, you know, pops back up again. And yeah, well, he's I like, hey, I want my money back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know now, I don't even know that I so much believe that activity is so cut and dry anymore. So it's like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that to somebody say, yes, I'll get these ghosts to leave if I don't even believe that they're really ghosts in the first place (laughs) i've developed a much like more fringe kind of belief system for myself that like i also just i don't know i'm I'm not bringing anyone else's ghosts into it they can figure that out on their own (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we had a we had a guest on our show um, it's been a while that he has. Uh, he lived in a uh, now become a very famous uh, um, haunted uh, uh, place in the state of Washington. With Amanda, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. In the 1800s, there were 160 spas set up in Europe to dispense fresh liquid whey. The sick would recover their health and the age would become rejuvenated. There's only one whey protein powder on the market that can generate and surpass the results seen in the whey spas in Europe. But first, let me tell you the story of 90-year-old Mary, who was semi-bedridden and in hospice care. Mary had been consuming only a pea protein and pasteurized milk drink. Then Mary was put on to Green Meadow Whey mixed with raw milk. She was given two to three whey drinks per day. On the very first day, Mary was up and came into the kitchen and made chicken soup. She was on her feet for many hours. Three days later, Mary had gained two and a half pounds of healthy weight. Green Meadow Way is health-giving to both young and old. Green Meadow Way is guaranteed to make you feel better, stronger, reduce your inflammation, and eliminate virtually all toxins from your body without feeling sick. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 
USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. The Inflation Reduction Act is moving forward in Washington despite Republican attempts to derail the progress. So says Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. This is a major win for the American people and a sad commentary on the Republican Party as they actively fight provisions that lower costs for the American family. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Democrats aren't reading the room correctly. Amazingly, Senate Democrats are misreading the American people's outrage as a mandate for yet another, yet another reckless taxing and spending spree. The bill is moving forward without language allowing hefty fines on drug makers that boost prices beyond inflation in the private insurance market. The Senate parliamentarian ruled that had to go. Warren Buffett's company reported a near $44 billion loss in the second quarter, but Berkshire Hathaway's many operating companies generally performed well. USA Radio News. Indiana became the first state in the post-Roe world to pass a near-total ban on abortion. Come September 15th, the procedure will only be allowed in cases of rape, incest, lethal fetal abnormality, or when the procedure is necessary to prevent severe health risk or death. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb signed the bill shortly after passage. It was a bitter debate even among Republicans, some of whom did not support the proposal. One of the Hoosier State's largest employers says that the new law will hinder its ability to attract talent. Eli Lilly, which employs well above 10,000 employees at its base in Indianapolis, said in a statement that the new law will force them to plan for more employment growth outside of its home state. President Biden has tested negative for COVID-19 one week after testing positive with a rebound case. But he will remain in isolation out of an abundance of caution until he tests negative for a second time. You are listening to USA Radio News. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. As we ended the segment, Tim Swartz was going to bring up something about a person he knew who lived in a haunted house. It's uh, the the Bothell Hell House in uh, uh, that uh, we had uh, the 
previous owner on the show, and and he talked about how, you know, early on, I mean, he he solicited you know, opinions and help from you know all kinds of of different people for a number, you know, quite a while with all kinds of different suggestions. And one of the things that stood out to me, and I always found it kind of humorous, is that somebody had told him that you know the spirits don't like music, so they told him to turn the radio on before they'd leave to work to annoy the ghosts to make them leave. Well, he said that, uh, you know, he did that, and when he left, he could hear the radio playing from outside, and then all of a sudden, he could hear the channel being changed to a different station. So, yeah, that worked really well. (laughs) You know something, guys? That reminds me of a scene I saw in one of the Stranger Things episodes, where this girl who's being attacked by this horrible creature, and I can't keep up with all the nonsense... She is saved by someone playing her favorite song. Hmm. Yeah, saved by um, Kate Bush, a song by Kate Bush, Running Up the Hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, and I'd have to bring my daughter, daughter in. She could probably remember what the explanation was. But uh, everybody, you know, would uh, would use music as a form of protection from Vecna, but I can't remember why. But yeah, and, and it doesn't quite work that way in in real life. <laughs> As the uh, uh, Bothell Hill House uh, guy found out that uh, all of the things that you read about online or see on television as ways to exercise the spirits or ghost bust them, you know, from putting up crosses or, or putting out Bibles or holy water and stuff, generally just tends to annoy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of these investigators, you know, they find this out, and but if they have a television show, everything has to be resolved uh, to some sort of satisfaction by the end of the show, you know, and it, it doesn't quite uh, uh, work that way in in real life. So, uh, Amanda, what what made you decide then to um, to, to to go out on on your own uh, rather than uh, being part of a group? That was, I would say, more so just circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to find a team in, in Spokane a few times, um, where I'm living now. And just for how I felt and believed about the paranormal, I couldn't find anyone that I really resonated with. So, um, and I am not willing to not do something just to wait for somebody else to do it. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it alone. Uh, and then it, it's worked well since. And again, I'm very lucky to have a lot of um, support through friends and um, other paranormal people online. So then I can go travel and meet them and investigate with them as well. So it's really not like I'm entirely alone all the time. I can travel and investigate with other people, uh, which I love, but um, primarily it leaves me alone to do my own research and to do local cases on my own. And um, and now I quite enjoy that. So it's been nice. When you said uh, in the uh, previous segment that um, um, you've, you've since kind of uh, uh, developed some, uh, as you said, what uh, unique ideas on uh, – um, What's going on? Which uh, what you could be, or what we all could be you know, dealing with? Do you, you care to maybe uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So, and I, 
it's ever changing to uh sure sure as yeah. as i come across different phenomena or you know different experiences then it shifts and changes too um but more lately i've i've always just kind of had a feeling that m- the living has a lot to do with paranormal phenomena uh in that we can often affect uh paranormal activity like depending on, you know, where somebody is at mentally or their own traumas and, and lived experiences or even their own intent. Um, when you see, you know, uh, mention of like egregores and, and how that plays into different famous haunted locations, I'm very keen on the idea that the living has a lot to do with the paranormal, um, more, uh, I guess, leaning on the side of like parapsychology and like that relation to ghost hunting more than just viewing like haunted houses and paranormal activity as solely the the dead person hypothesis you know that it's just a dead person that needs to move on that's stuck it has some kind of unfinished business i'm not i'm not as keen on that as i am on how the living affects paranormal phenomena so that's kind of where my beliefs lie and then also with that comes uh belief that all phenomena so ufo cryptid like all sorts of stuff i think is very connected and so i've i've leaned away from just solely focusing on my investigation and research into ghosts and i've uh, included a lot more exploration into the other weirder stuff um to try to kind of bring it all in and i uh i'm not an academic type i'm not um you know i'm still learning but i'm not Uh, super well educated so it's been a slow um process but i'm trying also to kind of bridge the gap between um academic occultists and ghost hunters and you know cryptid people and ufologists and stuff so and i I just want to see as much and experience as much as possible so my beliefs have shifted to kind of include everything and and all possibilities why do you think that ghosts Bigfoot UFOs are related. I because I believe that how our human like living perception I believe affects paranormal activity, then I believe that for instance, and I know you mentioned that you uh listened to the podcast that I was on about the uh UFO stories that are very similar to ghost stories. Yes. Uh but you know, I th- think that it's hard to ignore that just because one person lived a certain way, they might perceive a, a floating light or some kind of anomaly as a UFO and another person looking at it who had a different lived experience will perceive it as a ghost. I think that in some way then we have control over what that ends up manifesting into um, and, and that is therefore why I think it's all connected because I think it all depends on how humans, like how the living perceives it or how how we project it from ourselves but but that is still in the works (laughs) i uh i'm still kind of learning my way through how to best talk about that um because it's such a big it's a really big topic and it also kind of puts me in a place that's different from um more traditional ghost hunters or paranormal investigators and i don't want to separate myself necessarily uh because there are instances where I still think places are haunted or maybe we come across a, a traditional ghost, but, um, but yeah, I'm just trying to, I don't know, 
get people thinking outside of the box a little bit and and get looking at all the similarities in in everyone's uh, paranormal experiences. Because of the crazy nature of the online world, do you sometimes run situations where people are trying to pull the wool over your eyes, just make up stuff? Well, I, yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of people online just making stuff up. Um, <laughs> uh, that's there's no doubt about that, and um, and it's hard because on one hand. Not everyone making content online about the paranormal has the same level of integrity or um, I can't hold them to that same level of integrity as some of the rest of us who feel very passionately about it. That it's like our our life mission, you know, uh, some people just think it's fun and they want to be scared and they want to make entertaining content about it. And I don't necessarily fault them, but I find that to be separate of what some other people are doing, which is the more... Uh, I don't know, heavy-handed research side of it. I'm going to break it here. We've got more to come with Amanda, Jean, and Tim. You're in. In the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine. 
the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana and vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Amanda Paulson joining us on the Paracast, one of the younger researchers, and she was completing her response to that question I asked about people pulling the wool over your eyes. I mean, the online world can be just so freaky there. Where people who could just be anonymous make up stuff and then they spread silly rumors and don't get me started. Amanda? Yes. Yeah. I wanted you to continue on what you were talking about in the previous segment unless you're done with it. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I agree. There are a lot of people out there um, who are fabricating paranormal experiences. Absolutely. What I have to say about that, I don't know. I feel indifferent, I guess. I just, to the people out there who are truly just absolutely fabricating everything, I find them to be an indifferent. They're not even on my radar, (laughs) if that makes sense. They're just in a different, they're doing their own thing. I don't consider them to be like influential parts of the paranormal community or the field now. So yeah, I mean, it's happening. Yes. What to do about it. I don't know. And ignore it. I guess <laughs> I'm not sure. I know it always used to annoy uh, my friend, the late uh, Tim Beckley with our shows when we would, uh, uh, you know, have uh, really good guests, good conversations. And then, you know, he'd put them on um, his YouTube channel And it would annoy him that somebody who had a site that obviously was putting up stuff that was, uh, well, spurious, just to be kind, (laughs) downright fraud, okay, Uh, fraudulent stuff that, you know, we're getting thousands of hits. 
and he did, of course, you know, old generation. He just couldn't understand, you know, why stuff like that, you know, was so popular as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, actual uh, experts and good stories and uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I especially, I'm sure it's it's even different now with uh, the push towards really short videos as well, short form videos with things like uh, TikTok and Instagram reels and people and just with the way that um, society has moved forward with technology too, our attention spans are a little shorter. We want to be entertained now. We want things. I don't know. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me why it happens. Um, but I do my best to not partake in anything that would ever be, I, I definitely don't post anything that would be fabricated, but even myself, like, posting online there's this element of like people will completely ignore you if you don't at least start it off with this crazy thing happened you know, make <laughs> make something bigger than it really is you know and now i'm actually kind of backtracking in my approach online where i'm trying to have more deep conversation and be even more transparent about paranormal activity and reminding people you know this is not how these experiences typically happen they're not all uh, like they're not so crazy it's not like a movie you know like it, it's much more nuanced and um but i don't know yeah i mean there's a reason i don't have a million uh million followers <laughs> i don't i don't fabricate well, well a lot of people are attracted by that uh, clickbait type of opening yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, 30 of my most frightening ghost experiences. The fifth one will leave you shocked. <laughs> Why Stranger Things presents a reality that we'll never comprehend. I just made that up. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> you should make that. <laughs> I'll tell you, we can produce this after the show. We'll get together. The problem is then if we say that, the producers of Stranger Things and Netflix will sue the life out of us. <laughs> yeah, not, not like they're going to get much. <laughs> I have a quarter in my pocket. They can have that. There you go. <laughs> I wanted to backtrack just a little bit, though, uh, Amanda, and something that you were saying earlier about the uh, the human element, uh, you know, in, involved possibly with uh, the, the the paranormal, and it was something that uh, we had kind of brought up in in an earlier show. And it's almost like when it comes to paranormal uh, you know, activity, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody around to hear it, does it make a noise? Well, does paranormal activity occur when there's nobody around to experience? You talk about haunted houses. If there's nobody there to see it, I mean, are there doors shutting on their own? Is stuff moving around? I mean, yeah, you know, you can put up a camera and then leave, but that still has that human presence involved mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i i personally don't believe that i believe that living humans are necessary component to um manifestations of paranormal things paranormal mm -hmm. phenomena like i i believe one has to be present for the other to exist so yeah but some people don't believe that but that's okay <laughs> 
you know, that also harks back. I mean, and this this was a theory that oh my gosh, I mean, they were talking about this in the you know in the in the late nineteenth, early twentieth century that paranormal activity requires energy from people in order to manifest. That uh, without that that you know human battery, so to speak, that 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 human conductor, that it wouldn't work. It wouldn't it wouldn't take place. Mm-hmm. And and especially if you have people who um, have natural psychic abilities, yeah, like uh, well, I mean, you know, know, probably like yourself. I mean, as as a kid, if you were experiencing uh, paranormal activity, you know, you probably have natural psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe a lot of people do, and just don't. They either lose it over time or don't lean into it i believe i feel like everyone probably has natural psychic abilities but that it needs to be exercised or maybe i don't know learned but it's there yeah i think it's there in everyone but yeah absolutely well i think a lot of kids in a lot of families if they show that kind of ability early on depending on the type of family it's it's generally uh beaten out of them and i don't i don't mean physically well maybe some <laughs> but you know you know what i mean i mean it's like you know stop acting like that you're you know people will think you're weird and so it just gets suppressed mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well now uh you just uh you just recently came back from a trip to uh, uh, Europe. Was it, uh, uh, I know, Great Britain. Did you go anyplace else? Um, so I went to England, France, and Spain. Mm. In England, you got to visit uh, uh, Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. And it's some of these other locations. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I got to visit Stonehenge. Uh, the same day we went and visited Avebury, which is another um ancient stone circle and then later on i visited the tower of hercules which is the i think the oldest lighthouse in the world uh, in spain and then we also visited the paris catacombs in france and then various other locations but those were those were the big highlights so i went actually with a company called strange escapes which is ran by amy bruni um the paranormal investigator amy bruni and there were some other uh, paranormal people on the on the trip as well so it was super fun okay yeah i know that i know that trip that you were uh, that you're talking about that's that's one that i keep i kept reading it's like oh i'd like to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very it was very cool it was, it was cool to see so much in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. so was there uh, you know any attempts to do any kind of of investigations while you were there or was it just you know purely oh look at that it's cool <laughs> <laughs> you know time did not allow for any investigations to happen i know that some people did some experiments we were on a cruise and some people did some experiments on the cruise um i tried to do like a quick evp session in the catacombs i had about two minutes where i was out of earshot of anyone else i i ran i ran ahead of uh the people that i was with and then i was so far behind the people ahead of me that i had a blip where i was alone down there tried to do some evp stuff but i mean that was really it it really didn't end up being so much about paranormal investigating as much as it was just 
seeing the things. But um, but Stonehenge in that day, Stonehenge in Avebury was very much more a spiritual experience. I feel than um, than paranormal, which was which was great. But I'd love to go back to the uh, to Europe and do like actual investigating. Hopefully one day. Well, Asbury especially. We'll continue looking for these sites with Tim, Jean, and Amanda. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As we got past Stonehenge, I want to ask more about Stonehenge. I don't hear much about it anymore. Does anybody? With Tim and Amanda, Tim was about to ask something. Well, I was just saying, Stonehenge, you can't get really close to it anymore. They've, they've got a fence around it. But, uh, but Ashbury, you know, you can, you can get close to it. <laughs> yeah, yep. I got to touch the stones at Ashbury, and, uh, and that was really a, a very meaningful experience for me. Um, but, yeah, Stonehenge, you don't get to touch it. I guess they do let you during the solstices. I think they said four times total in the year you can go and touch them specifically on the two solstices and i don't remember the other times but um but yeah no avbury though was really stuck out to all of us i think because we got to touch the stones and really like 
be up there with it and feel like how it felt, I imagine, when when they uh, put the stones there. It was very cool. Well, considering the age of, uh, of Ashbury, and I can't remember now, I mean, uh, just, just how old it is, but it's such a unique looking, and, and, and when you're there, it was like you said, it's... it's uh, you get a very spiritual experience from it that, I mean, when I went to uh, um, Stonehands, I didn't feel that same way as I did uh, at Ashbury. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to weed through uh, the emotions I had because I was so, I, Stonehenge was on my bucket list and that it was so meaningful to just be there for a lot of reasons, probably a lot of personal reasons too, to feel like, you know, I've kind of reached this like upper echelon of like my life experiences and stuff. But was it as spiritual of an experience as Avery for me? I don't think so, actually. So I, I would agree that, yeah, there's something to be said about, like, um, how vi- how visited Stonehenge is and how it's kind of... I still think it's a very magical place, but it um, doesn't feel as, I don't know, originally magical as it, as it <laughs> was. It's just very... It is very geared towards tourism and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That day was great, though. That was my favorite day um, on my trip to Europe by far. So, Gene, you were going to ask a question about uh, Stonehenge? It's unfortunate, I guess, that they fence it off. Is there a reason for that? Maybe too many tourists are in danger of defacing the place? I think so. Uh, Our tour guide was saying, um, so we had a bus tour guide but not really a tour guide at the Stones. But um, he did mention that not that long ago, some college students, uh, like local college students had graffitied or I can't remember the story. It wasn't like graffiti, like how there's graffiti in the States, but they had done some kind of project and whatever it was on the stones, it had left a mark like paint on it or something like that. So yeah, they have dealt with, um, like facing the stones. So I honestly, I mean, I would love to touch the stones and maybe I'll get to go back during a solstice or something, but I'm kind of glad that they don't let people touch them now because I could see where I could just open up to, I don't know, lots of problems. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, situations like that is why we can't have nice things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, with the the investigations that that you have conducted, which uh, 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 is, is there anyone that uh, that really stands out to you that you feel that you know you either you know a- a- accomplished a lot or it just you came away from it afterwards just really surprised by what happened? Um, any people that I've investigated with or locations or people, I mean, you know, uh, anything, you know, I, I, I was specifically, uh, thinking about locations, but you know, people as well, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, location wise, I was very affected by my time at the Lizzie Borden house, surprisingly, which before staying there, I didn't think much would happen. Um, I'm very skeptical when it comes to some of these really big, big money, uh, haunted locations but i stayed i got the very very lucky opportunity to stay at lizzie borden house uh, alone uh, without anyone else in the house and um the activity that i experienced specifically a lot of walking um not just a footstep here and there but just very loud boots on the floor walking around the house that i couldn't uh, disembodied walking uh really affected me 
um, and stuck with me as something I just still can't explain to this day. Um, so that one, that one really sticks out. And then I also, I filmed a documentary recently uh, over the last two years on the Olympic Peninsula uh, near Lake Crescent in Washington State. And my time out there was also very, um, very influential for the direction my investigating has taken. Um, but of course, I can't spill those secrets yet. We have to wait for that documentary to come out. <laughs> and, and when's that expected to come out? That is slated to come out this year, um, December of 2022. So. Oh, great. All right. Okay, well, uh, uh, fill us in more about uh, what happened at the uh, Lizzie Borden house. I mean, I've I've been there, uh, so, I mean, uh, um, you know, I know uh, s- somewhat uh, the location, but uh, I guess that uh, uh, you spent the night there? I did, yeah. I stayed overnight. Um, this was right before the new ownership that they have now. Uh, so this was 20, uh, April, 2021. And, uh, I stayed the night, I bought a room, um, for myself for the night, but, uh, it happened to be on Easter. So nobody else was staying that night. Hmm. And so I just ended up having the house to myself. Um, so, and I, the night, what, prior, no, no workers or anybody else in the place, No, nothing. It was, oh my gosh. it was truly bizarre. And I think it was a perfect it was like this perfect recipe of like, they were just in the midst of selling it. So I remember my tour guide, this older man came in, he gave me a tour. He um, talked briefly about how he wasn't sure if he was going to have a job soon because they were selling the house to um, somebody else. And I asked him before he left, I asked him how I could buy a t-shirt because I wanted to buy a t-shirt. And he said, well, the merch person will be back. uh, will be here at 10 AM in the morning uh, over in this like shed and um and i was like okay and then he was like yep when you leave just like here's a door code and like that's that like and that was it so no there was nobody else at all in the house um there was and i don't think and i've thought about this a lot and i don't think there was any way for anyone to be like hiding in that house there was like one closet that was locked that i didn't know what was in in there but other than that i saw every inch of that house and um and plus, like, I mean, if somebody else was in there, I would have heard them go to the bathroom or, like, eat or something. I don't know. Uh, and I was there from, like, 6 p.m. to 10 a.m. the next day. So, yeah, entirely alone. Um, I was really tired. I had a big New England trip. I investigated the Conjuring House the night before. Um, so I was exhausted. And then I spent some time in the Bridgewater Triangle as well. And uh, I think all of that like led to this really weird night in the Lizzie Borden house. I think it had a lot to do with my where I was at mentally um, because I was so exhausted. I'd been eating poorly. I, you know, I was really far away from home. I had to fly home the next day. It was just a lot um, going on. And then on top of that, you know, I'm alone in this house. It's surrounded by true crime photos and skulls and hatchets and like just ridiculous stuff that was really getting into my head. And I was really, really freaked out immediately. Like basically after the tour guide left, I was really scared. I remember calling everyone I knew. I called my boyfriend, my mom, my grandma, um, just trying to keep talking and keep busy because the second I, I didn't, I, I was afraid of what I was going to hear if I, if it was quiet. And then once lo and behold, once it was quiet, once I had to kind of settle down a little bit and I was trying to eat um, some dinner that I had gotten, that's when the footsteps started. And it was just clear as day. I was staying in the room where, what do they call it? The John Morse room. I was staying in the room where they found the mother 
mm-hmm. um, on the floor. And so above me is the maid's room and it started up there and I could just hear boots walking across the floor just constantly. But then I could hear the footsteps starting in, in a room, you know, in the master bedroom down the hall. And then I would hear it coming down the hall and then I would hear like the armoire in the room shift and the wood kind of like move from like somebody stepping near that. So I could tell that whatever was walking was kind of observing me in a way or like uh, just walking around this house. And it really freaked me out really bad. Let's not freak each other out here. We've got Amanda, Jean and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com GCN's policy is open forum avoiding censorship. Defense costs for words spoken outside of our control supersede the ability to deliver voices to this important talk platform. The First Amendment is the foundation of our core values. Cancel culture is silencing voices regardless of perspective. Freedom to speak is in the balance. Support the legitimacy of speech itself. Consider donating to SaveGCN.com. That's SaveGCN.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, Amanda, when it comes to these tourist attractions where things happen or happen all the time, don't you ever consider that maybe... They have people there engineering this stuff? Absolutely. Uh, That's actually, uh, I very much believe that that's happening at a lot of locations. And I questioned whether that was happening or not at Lizzie Borden House. Uh, And I think that it's possible it could be happening now. For as much as I could tell, I was alone the night that I stayed there. There was like an organic nature to the way that the activity was happening, that it just seemed difficult to fabricate. I think if there were footsteps in one room and that was it, and it happened at at intervals that made sense, then maybe, yes, they could have um, planted something in the floorboards to make it happening or some kind of, you know, whatever. And there are, I mean, for anyone listening to this podcast, there are absolutely companies out there who are hired help to haunted locations to basically haunt the locations and to fabricate activity. And that, that is a real thing that definitely happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I did go to Waverly Hills before I, well, I'm not going to, I'm actually, I'm going to stop myself there, but I, yeah, I think it's possible that that can happen sometimes, but I don't know if I don't know if that's happened to me or not. I couldn't I couldn't tell you for sure. Well, you were hearing footsteps in your room, so it's kind of hard, I would think, to fake something like that unless <laughs> unless they were uh, upside down walking uh, 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 on the ceiling of the room below you. If there was a room below you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm choosing to believe that the Lizzie Borden experience was authentic. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me how they could have faked it. But it definitely went through my head. I definitely wondered that, tried to figure it out for myself. But, yeah. So did you did you manage that night to uh, get your equipment out and do any investigations on your own? I had my equipment out on the floor, but I didn't do any investigating, really. I just did. I just existed in the house as this activity was happening. I didn't really need to ask it to do anything or like it just was happening all around me. And so there was an element to it where I was like, I just don't feel like I should get my equipment out. But I did go on live on Instagram for about 
three hours, a very long time. And so I was like, if anything happens, I'm going to catch it on this live. But I actually ended up getting so scared that I left the house at 2 a.m. and mm. slept in my car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it was really scary. It was uh, not super fun. And also, it, it was it's a huge house to stay alone in, which is scary in itself. So, yeah, it, it it is a big it is a big house. All right, so now, you know, here you have an opportunity. You've got you know apparently you know paranormal activity going on around you. I mean, you are an experienced uh, investigator, yet you got frightened. And I know that that others have have gotten criticism for this because okay, you're a paranormal investigator. You go to look for ghosts, and yet when you have the experience, you get scared. What's up with that? So <laughs> I'm being the devil's advocate here. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've been in similar situations, and 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 I know that feeling. Yeah, that was the only instance uh, that I've had in my entire ghost hunting career that I've left. Uh, and I felt a lot of guilt around that and a lot of uh, regret later that I had to deal with um, just because, you know, in in what other scenario would I get to have like this entire house? I can't afford to rent that house out by myself. So it was also like a really great opportunity in that way. And also just thinking, you know, what if what if I had tried to do this? What if I had tried to do that? Why didn't I? And yeah, I don't know. I, it just goes to show how. I don't know how intense the human psyche is. I just couldn't get out of my head about it and I had to leave. But that's the only time I've done that since I was 18 in 2008 in my ghost hunting crew. I never left then. I've always actually taken a very like bull in a china shop approach. I, I'm never rude. I never yell or anything like that. Not, not like that. But I've always just been very unafraid and very willing to be the first one to go into a scary tunnel or, you know, to a degree, I love seeking um, thrill and adventure. And uh, but yeah, I mean that experience at Lizzie Borden House was the exception, uh, and I did get scared because I'm human, <laughs> and that happens sometimes, you know. Well, there's that that primal fear that comes up inside of you in those kinds of situations. I mean, it's like that instinct kicks in. Somebody is looking at me or, or, or whatever, you know, the, 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 the hair in the back of your neck, you know, comes up and you just, you can't shake it. You know, I mean, you try, you try to be reasonable and, and, and try to think it through. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, knowing myself and knowing that that, like you said, primal fear doesn't normally come up for me, that it lends uh, more legitimacy to the experience. Personally, I think there was something inside of me telling me that this was real, like really real, whatever was going on, whoever it was, whatever it was, it was happening. And when it's really, truly real like that, it felt like it was not the right thing to push it or to press it or to try to communicate. I just had to let it happen. <laughs> you also said that uh, uh, earlier you had been to the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, do you want to uh, uh, maybe explain to our listeners who aren't familiar with that uh, just uh, what that was? And uh, uh, did you have anything going on when you uh, did that? Yeah, so I have a very rudimentary understanding of the Bridgewater Triangle, to be honest. 
but I, it's from what I understand, it's similar to the Bermuda Triangle, but more so that there is like this area in New England um, that there's a lot of concentrated phenomena happening. Lots of UFO sightings. I, I know that there's uh, Pukwudgies out there, cryptids out there. Um, also just really strange happenings. Uh, and I went out to the Freetown Fall River Forest, I think is what it was called, or park, um, to take a little hike out there and kind of explore the area um, for myself because I didn't know too much about about the Bridgewater Triangle or, or stuff that goes on out there. And um, I didn't have anything happen However, I did, I did kind of let myself wander into the woods, which in hindsight probably wasn't the best idea, but I found a bridge out in the middle of the forest. Like, I don't even know how I got, I got off, uh, off the path at one point and just kind of was like wandering around. And I found this bridge that had no apparent purpose. There was, it wasn't over any water or anything. It was just like this like wooden bridge. Uh, and I crossed it without thinking and I got to the other side and then I looked around and I was like, okay, I better head back now. And then I go back over the bridge and go back. And then I get my car and drive to Liz Borden house. And I always kind of wondered if there was something to that, uh, maybe a, a metaphorical bridge crossing happened, like some type of liminal right happened where I, you know, like allowed myself to kind of cross the bridge over to the other side or something. I always wondered if that had something to do with the way that the night went. And like I said, I was at the conjuring house the night prior, uh, which was whatever, but, um, but just a strange, like three, two, three day experience, I think maybe heightened the possibility for activity at Lizzie Borden house. Now, the crossing of the uh, bridge out in the middle of nowhere with no uh, uh, real purpose. With Tim and Amanda and Gene, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. For a second day, Israeli airstrikes have flattened homes in Gaza and Palestinian rockets have for southern Israel, raising fears of another major escalation in the Middle East. 
It began with Israel killing a senior commander of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militant group amid a wave of strikes Friday that Israel says were meant to prevent an imminent attack. On Saturday afternoon, Israeli warplanes stepped up strikes with hits on four residential buildings in Gaza. All of the locations reportedly were linked to Islamic Jihad militants. The death toll now stands at 24 people, including six children. Russian forces began to assault two key cities in the eastern Donsk region of Ukraine. They also kept up rocket and shelling attacks on other cities in the country, including one near the largest nuclear power plant on the European continent. This is USA Radio News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says China should not hold talks of important global matters hostage. He spent Saturday in Manila meeting with his Philippine counterpart. It comes as China conducts a series of military exercises off Taiwan's coast in retaliation to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visiting Taipei. Blinken says issues between Taiwan and the mainland need to be resolved peacefully. What we've seen China uh, do over the, the last few years is move away from uh, a peaceful resolution of differences to doing so coercively and potentially forcefully. President Biden has tested negative for COVID-19 one week after testing positive with a rebound case, but he will remain in isolation out of an abundance of caution until he tests negative for a second time. Elon Musk says his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter can proceed if the company can tell him how they know which accounts are spam bots. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. Tim, when those times come, we hate to interrupt you, so go ahead. I was saying that the bridge out in the middle of nowhere like that, with no uh, 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 purpose uh, apparent, it sounds like some of the time slip stories that I have heard where people are out in the woods and they, you know, come across the bridge or a path that shouldn't be there. They walk down it and suddenly they feel like they're in a completely different location with, uh, you know, the weather changing or the uh, the forest is completely different. And uh, again, they they have that that primal fear that something's not right. And a lot of times they backtrack to try to get out of the the area. And as soon as they do, the environment changes around them again. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, well, the Bridgewater Triangle has, you know, I mean, there's been experiences like that reported, mysterious uh, disappearances. You know, like you said, there's the uh, the, 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 the Pukwujis, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is supposed to be like uh, the, uh, the American equivalent of, you know, like... Uh, uh, Brownies or fairies or leprechauns, you know, what have you, little, little, little elemental types of of, of creatures, as well. You know, people have reported uh, uh, unusual UFO and military activity in that area. So, I mean, you were talking, you know, earlier about how. There seems to be a connection, you know, with cryptids, UFOs, uh, uh, ghosts, all these things. The Bridgewater Triangle seems to be the epitome, you know, yeah. of all of that. Yeah, you're actually, that's a great point. And I'm realizing now that maybe I should do some more digging into the Bridgewater Triangle. I hadn't told that story in a while and um, have been re like looking at my own belief system and and trying to figure out how to explain it better. And I'm realizing now that the Bridgewater Triangle incident that I had and that area in particular is actually more influential than I've been, than I've been thinking of it. So that's a great point. I'm going to think more on that in the future. Well, I mean, considering that, you know, you then went to uh, the Lizzie Borden house and, and, you know, had had your uh, unusual experiences. What a lot of people have done research and investigations to place and, you know, come up with nothing. Uh, So uh, sometimes it just it seems like that being at the right place at the right time makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So what about the Conjuring House? You said you went and visited that. Now, I mean, that's that that's the place supposedly they uh, uh, that was uh, they made the movies, you know, about. Of course, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Hollywood uh, takes their own track with these things. So, I mean, you know, what supposedly uh, actually happened at uh, this location? Well, the night I was there, not much happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I went with a group of 10 people, so there was a lot of us there. Uh, and it was a really fun night. But um, as far as, like, paranormal experience goes, not anything that I would, like, write home about. So, <laughs> yeah, not much happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Never happens to me because well, they don't like me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or they don't want me to know. I know that. Tim is very much involved in they. <laughs> All the stuff that they don't want you to know. Is that Eugene? <laughs> well, some you know, some people say that they are the um, um, the anti paranormal that they can go to locations that uh, everybody else has had all kinds of weird experiences, and when they're there, nothing happens ever. They go to uh, UFO hunts and nothing ever shows up. So there are just some people that seem to be the antithesis to the paranormal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Probably has something to do with their own, like, skepticism or, like, wall to it. I've dealt with that myself. Being so skeptical, like, being so closed off to it that nothing happens at all when other people swear that things normally happen. (laughs) Well, don't you think also that, uh, you know, with people like that, that even if something does happen, that they would dismiss it anyway? 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've uh, um, I've been uh, one case in in particular I think of where uh, uh, myself and uh, an assistant we went to a haunted theater and the manager was showing us around and he was completely skeptical of everything that happened and we sat down in the middle of the empty theater in the seats. And uh, uh, I was kind of sitting in the middle. Manager was on the far side of me on the left. And my sister, she was sitting on the right. And she was just so anxious. You know, this is the first time that she had ever done anything like this. And, oh, my gosh, she was just so happy to be doing this. And she wanted to see something. Well, then the seat next to her all of a sudden went down like somebody sat there and then stayed down. You know, these are the type of seats that, you know, they stay up until you actually sit on them and then they come down. Then when you get up, they flip back up again. Well, this seat next to her just on its own just suddenly came down and she got all upset, started crying. We had to leave. The manager, he was just like, oh, they do that all the time. <laughs> I was like, OK. <laughs> and I mean, he didn't think anything weird about it. He's like, oh, they just do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I think that was the last time, though, that uh, that that young lady ever uh, uh, wanted to do something like that again. You know, once uh, uh, once she had an actual experience, that was enough for her. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, have you have you come across, you know, people like that? Have you gone out with people who were, you know, so anxious to have an experience? And then once they do, it freaks them out. Um. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend that I went to uh, Thornwood Castle with here in Washington State, um, and she knew what I was going for. I was going to investigate, and I invited her along, and she was excited for it. And then we heard, um, like, essentially a Class A EVP, because we heard it with our own eyes, or own eyes, <laughs> with our own ears. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I kind of skated right past it, and I kept going on with whatever I was doing. And about five minutes later, she's like, actually, we need to stop. Like, I'm really freaked out. I'm still thinking about that. Like, that was so crazy. How do you not think that that's crazy? And, and it really freaked her out. And I was like, Oh, wow, I did not even I didn't even think about it, how it would affect somebody who was, uh, I thought, ready to experience that kind of stuff. But she tried her best. <laughs> so what's a what's a class A EVP? Uh, that would be something that you catch on a digital recorder that you hear with your own ears. So, like, you know, there's a lot of EVPs that a digital recorder will pick up, but you didn't necessarily hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your digital recorder's sensitivity could be up or whatever. People have different theories about that. But, um, but Class A would be something you hear with your own ears that's disembodied, like not seemingly not from any living person that then you catch on your uh, during an EVP session, like on your digital recorder. So we had actually heard this like uh, kind of mumbling voice and no one else was around. No one else was awake. It was like in the middle of the night. Um, And then later I, I did catch it on my, um, like I could find it on my digital recorder and and it didn't sound like all that. it It surprisingly didn't sound as clear on the recorder as it did with our ears, but it's definitely there. So, Early on in our history of the Paracast, we did present some EVP sounds. And they're so troubling because they seem to sound 
like a real person really speaking and you wonder what's the logic behind it all if something out there strange wants to communicate with us i'm sure they can figure out a way that's not as exotic or crazy or crazy as an evp talk to us folks it's the same thing with aliens using mental telepathy come on now (laughs) <laughs> Amanda Paulson joining us with Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you prepared for more severe food shortages? It's likely that over the next year, serious food shortages will plague us. American farmers are dealing with insane diesel fuel prices and fertilizer shortages, which will lower crop yields. And that means your family's favorite foods will soon be in short supply while fetching sky-high prices. Inflation is the new normal, folks. It's time to act before things get even worse. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com without delay. You'll find ready-hour emergency food kits from MyPatriot Supply that last up to 25 years in storage. Each kit provides over 2,000 calories a day to keep your energy up. Order your emergency food kits today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your food ships fast and arrives in unmarked boxes. Listen, there are ways to beat food shortages. When you're ready for real preparedness, make sure to look for ready-hour foods from MyPatriotSupply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Did you know that you could easily be saving up to 90% on your taxes by simply making a phone call? That's right. The Fortune 500, the globalists, all the big billionaires and millionaires, they know about the loopholes written under the law where most of them pay almost zero tax. In fact, many of them pay no tax. You even see it on the news. How are they able to do that? But the common person can. So whether you're a school teacher, a lawyer, a scientist, a millionaire, a billionaire, or whether you're just a regular blue-collar worker, everybody should learn about the legal, lawful loopholes. And we've got an organization and a group that I am so proud to be working with, American Tax Solutions. GCN has a special deal with them to get you the best rates. Here's the most important part. They save you money and then get part of the savings. This is an absolute win-win solution. You've got to give them a call at 855-907-4841 or GCN Tax Cut. That's GCNTaxCut.com. The only way you miss out is not making the phone call. Make it now. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment... 
all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. I need some extra money. Do I qualify for the Earned Income Tax Credit? Use the EITC Assistant Tool. With just a little information, this tool helps you calculate eligibility with ease and accuracy. Get an estimate of how much credit you qualify for and get a printout of your results before you prepare your return or visit your tax preparer. To use the EITC Assistant Tool and see if you're eligible to claim the credit, visit irs.gov EITC. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. Now, understand, Amanda, when I speak of the craziness of this communication scheme, I don't mean to say what that proves it's not real. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I agree. It doesn't make any sense to me either. (laughs) There's been, though, I mean, ever since people have developed uh, electronic devices, there's been mysterious voices coming over them, or not even voices. Gosh, when the first uh, 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 telegraphs uh, were put up, people were getting uh, uh, ghostly messages over those. I mean, it it seems like that any advance in technology, there is a, there can be a a paranormal um, uh, activity that takes advantage of it. Mm -hmm. I just dropped something, sorry. (laughs) As you were saying that, I dropped my Ouija board, funny enough. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of this stuff doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but it has been around for a long time, so it feels like there should be something to it. But, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you use any of these, um, um, oh, the uh, uh, the ghost boxes? I'm not sure if I'm saying it right you know the ones that uh, that scan across all the radio frequencies and you know pop up words you know supposedly the uh, the spirits are able to manipulate the uh, the, uh, the words to uh, to convey a, you know a message or, or whatever mm-hmm. i do use a spirit box yeah mm-hmm. uh, the sb7 spirit box is one that i use but i primarily use it in um in the Estes method, which is using um, a blindfold and noise isolating headphones to isolate the person listening to the feed from the spirit box, uh, to isolate them from the people asking the questions. So I believe that uh, removes a lot of bias from the from the experiment by not being able to hear the questions being asked. You know, just purely saying what I think I hear through the the spirit box. But yeah, I do use spirit boxes. That's a fascinating method. Uh, we had a guest on uh, not too long ago who uh, was, uh, you know, investigating a, a, a Skinwalker Ranch type of area in the uh, the south southeast. I think is where it was, wasn't it, Gene? That uh, at this location they were doing that. They had a uh, uh, 
a ghost box with somebody who had headphones on, blindfold, and then people would ask questions out loud. He couldn't hear it. And then, you know, would would reply to that. So, I mean, uh, you know, can you give us, you know, like a good uh, a, a good example or story of, uh, of, of, of you using this? Of using the method? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's, uh-huh. it's a it's a fascinating method. Yeah. So actually, in I'll leave an air of mystery on this question, because in the documentary Death is With Me that I filmed recently, um, we dig really deep into the origin of the Estes method. We bring on one of the people who created it. um, And also I use it uh, multiple times throughout the documentary and get some really, really fascinating, um, perplexing results from it. So, um, yeah, that in Death is With Me, my documentary we really get into that that method. Mm-hmm. You had talked earlier about trying to bring in, you know, some of these other uh, uh, elements, you know, cryptids, uh, uh, UFOs, you know, into into the quagmire of paranormal investigation. Uh, you know, have you have you actually had a chance yet to? Uh, to investigate anything, uh, you know, outside of the, uh, the, the usual, you know, haunted locations and the like. Um, say that again. I'm so sorry. No, no. Uh, you know, have, have you had a chance yet to, uh, actually investigate, uh, uh, you know, either, you know, UFOs or cryptids or, you know, uh, some of these, uh, uh, different things, um, uh, other than the, uh, the, the, uh, haunted locations that, you know, yeah, I've done a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been out to Joshua Tree um, doing a little bit of looking for UFOs out there. And then some more uh, Sasquatch-type related stuff here in Washington and out on the Olympic Peninsula. Um, but I really want to get more into it um, in the coming year as is kind of my intent, is my plan to actually start going out on the field and um, doing some more research into, like, UFO phenomena um and sasquatch phenomena because both of those are huge for washington state oh yeah yeah well what's what what's going on out at uh, uh, joshua tree um there there wasn't anything in particular but i just rented a, a trailer uh out in the middle of nowhere out there and um with the intent of i wasn't really i, I shouldn't say that that was any type of researching really so much as it was putting myself in a situation near where sightings had occurred hoping i would see something too but I, but but i just saw some shooting stars i didn't see any any ufos that night but i'd love to go back out down there um into the desert uh and then do more localized research as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what what do you think? Um, you know, we had a, a previous episode that uh, uh, we had a guest who is doing um, Bigfoot. I mean, they they call it uh, wood apes investigations in the uh, uh, Texas area, and uh, uh, they're very much of the mind that uh, you're dealing exclusively with an actual living flesh and blood uh, 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 creature you know that has managed all this time to uh, uh, stay stay hidden uh, 
I mean, you know, what's what's your opinion? I mean, not only with, uh, you know, Sasquatch and, and Bigfoot, but, you know, some of these uh, other elements like uh, uh, UFOs and uh, the, some of the uh, strange creatures that are uh, seen uh, coming out of them. I mean, do you think that, uh, you know, we're just dealing with um, flesh and blood uh, Sasquatch or nuts and bolts UFOs or could there be more to it than that? I, at this time, do not believe that we're dealing with flesh and blood or nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts um, mm-hmm. at all. That, that's not what I believe right now. But again, like I said before, I'm willing to let my beliefs shift and change as I have different experiences throughout my life. But as far as what I've experienced for myself as of now, um, that I, it just doesn't make me believe that it, it that it's flesh and blood or nuts and bolts and and why i mean you know uh pin you pin you down here on this you know why what what makes you what makes you think that way i mean i guess solely just because i haven't i haven't experienced uh, the closest sasquatch type experience i've had didn't result in me physically seeing anything Mm mm-hmm there it was it acted very much like a ghost like something was there there was sound and there was movement but there was it was invisible there was nothing there and then i haven't actually seen a ufo you know so i i i think i've seen some strange things in the sky before but i i couldn't say that i've actually had an experience where it felt real to me like real oh like real real (laughs) yeah so, um, can you give us more detail on your uh, possible invisible Sasquatch experience, or is that part of the documentary as well? <laughs> That's not part of the documentary, but I do have that on my um, Instagram in more, in more detail. But I was visiting a cemetery in northern Idaho um, in this canyon uh, that's like not well visited, and I had this inclination to go up to a specific grave. Um, and it ran up against a, a forest, and I could hear something that sounded like the size of a moose or larger, kind of get up out of the forest and then move the uh, the brush and and like start breaking twigs in front of me. But I saw nothing, and then I ran away from it, ran back up to it to see what it was. It happened again, saw absolutely nothing, and kind of chalked it up to a, the area has Sasquatch sightings. So I was like, it seems like that that fit the bill, but also I didn't see anything with my eyes it was more visual um and auditory but that's really interesting you know because uh you're not the only one though that has had um a similar experience you know where they're hearing something that sounds like basically it's right next to them and but they can't see anything yeah it is um it is super fascinating, and it's something that made me change my mind a lot on a lot of things um, in particular. Yes, we will continue with all the stuff, the invisible Sasquatch. Hmm. With Amanda and Jean and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you experience fatigue when you know you should have energy? One reason fatigue can occur is due to a lack of antioxidants in the body. This deficiency happens the older we get or due to eating an unhealthy diet or even due to exercise. Your body's number one antioxidant is glutathione. When your cells are depleted of glutathione, you will be fatigued, inflamed, possibly depressed, and may also feel pain. Empirical results indicate that consuming green metal whey protein powder is the most effective means of increasing glutathione production. Green metal whey supplies nature's richest source of the precursor to making glutathione within the trillions of cells of your body. This protein strongly supports the cell's ability to make glutathione. Add to this that Green Meadow Way also supports immunity, energy, lean muscle development, fat loss, and has anti-cancer properties, and you have nature's most complete and strongest superfood. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net. Or call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We continue with a latter or near final end of our journey with Amanda Paulson and with Tim Swartz. Tim, you want to pursue with Amanda the stuff about invisible thingies? (laughs) Well, you know... It's interesting because we were talking about, you know, like the uh, possibility of of an invisible Sasquatch or or whatever. And, uh, you know, we had the uh, Mike Mays on a couple weeks ago who firmly believes that Bigfoot is a completely physical creature. Yet we've talked to other people who have been on... Bigfoot hunts and have seen like uh, um, strange lights in the trees that seem to be somehow associated uh, with these creatures. So, you know, I I often wonder when it comes to, you know, not only uh, Bigfoot, but, you know, other types of cryptids and maybe even UFOs, whether or not we may be dealing with not only things that are real, that are that are physically real, that are you know exactly what we you know we're, we're thinking they are, and then possibly then paranormal mimics, for want of a better word, that there is an aspect to you know uh, whatever you know the 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 astral reality that 
uh, has this trickster effect that then goes and plays games with us um, using these things. Is that something that's ever occurred to you possibly, uh, Amanda? Yeah, I've been doing some reading in the last couple years regarding um, like the trickster archetype or uh, the trickster in relation to the paranormal. Um, I just got finished reading Synchronicity by Alan Combs um, Mm -hmm. and Mark Holland, which uh, talks a bit about the trickster element as well. And so I haven't thought too much yet, I guess, on how that plays into the way that that people are experiencing UFO encrypted phenomena as well. But I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's possible that there could be a trickster element to to all of it. And it, it's hard because there are a lot of people who very firmly believe that cryptids, uh, Sasquatch in particular, is um, very real, flesh and blood. And I just want to make it clear that, like, I am open to that possibility, but I think, um, I think I already said this, but, but that I just haven't experienced it in that way yet for myself. So to me, I, I enjoy the idea of there being a trickster element to it, there being maybe a more I don't, I don't know. It's all very, it's a, it's a big topic. <laughs> That's what makes it so much fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when I say that, that, you know, some people look at me kind of weird, you know, I say, oh, this stuff is fascinating. It's fun. You know, I'm like, what? Fun? <laughs> what? You know, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's that, it's that mystery, you know, that, that, that idea that there is more to our universe than just what is apparent to our, you know, five senses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fun, too. I don't know what I would do with my life if I looked at it or took it for face value and just this was it. Like, yeah, I think it's fun to explore all of those possibilities. And you look at a lot of, of, of ghostly phenomena. I mean, that very much, especially, say, like poltergeist activity, yeah, that very much has a, a, a trickster aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it always seems to be one step ahead of, of everyone and, you know, loves to play games with you and you think that you've gotten rid of it only for it to come back again, even stronger than before. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Amanda, I wanted to ask you a quick question before we go on. Have you ever read the works of John Keel? I've only read The Mothman Prophecies, but I haven't gone any further than that. And I don't even know why. I just need to, I read very slowly. <laughs> and I just got done with, uh, like I said, Synchronicity and The Trickster and the Paranormal took me quite a while. And then I was also getting into, pas- I finished Passport to Magonia, but um John Keel, I've only gotten into the Mothman prophecies, but no further. Do you have any recommendations for me? Well, of course, Operation Trojan Horse would be certainly a useful thing. And he, of course, was very much into tricksterish elements in the UFO field. The Eighth Tower would probably be a good one, though. That one's maybe a little bit more difficult to find right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, trying to think, our haunted planet—that's a good one. That one may be a little bit more easier to find. 
The, uh, the, the Eighth Tower was actually going to be part of the Mothman prophecies, but his publisher wanted him to um, make a shorter book. So he cut that part out and actually you know, made a, a, a separate book with it years later. Yeah. Of course, that's two for the price of two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean you uh um you do John somewhat didn't you Gene? A little bit more than somewhat, sure. I met him a number of times. Uh, <laughs> my crazy little magazine, Cafe at M Tour, that Geneva and I worked on, he wrote an article or two for it, wrote lots of wacky letters. I remember all right. Now, Amanda, you, this is way before you were born. I remember back in the mid-60s, I'm working at the office of the one and only Jim Mosley of Saucer News at 303 Fifth Avenue in New York City. And this guy drops in. He's doing an article for Playboy and wants to talk to Jim. The article I don't think was ever published, but that was John Keel. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're you're correct. That article was not published. And that, that upset John quite a bit because he did a lot of work on that. <laughs> and suddenly he's this big muckety muck in the UFO field. My God, that guy! Here he is. <laughs> uh, I had lunch with him one time when uh, I was in New York visiting uh, Tim Beckley. We uh, we went out, and Tim actually got him to come out of his apartment and have lunch with us. <laughs> You're talking uh, about John Keel? Yes. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> and at that at that point in his life, though, I mean, he was getting rather. Of course, he had always been kind of crudgemudgingly, <laughs> but I think he was even more so. Did it? Uh, did you try to get him on the show one time? Our original mm-hmm. co-host contacted him. He- he got the phone number from Tim Beckley, and he wanted to see if he could invite John Keel on the Paracast. And Keel's known me for many, many years, and I figured this would be a piece of cake, right? Mm-hmm. So he called him, and Keel says to him in so many words, who gave you this number and hangs up? <laughs> now, this is really late in the life of John Keel. Didn't live that many years thereafter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the books that we suggested, you know, those those would be uh, good ones to uh, uh, research. So, so um, I have been stalking your Instagram account. <laughs> and, he admits um, it. Wait a minute. He admitted it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and the, and there's a there's a couple things that uh, 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 from this account that uh, that I want to talk to you uh, about. First of all, and I should have asked this when we were talking about your uh, your visit uh, to uh, the UK earlier, uh, but you have some references to a uh, a crop circle. Uh, exhibit that was close to uh, Stonehenge. So, uh, what's uh, what's your impression of the phenomena? Because I mean, you know, right there where you were has been basically a crop circle city for a number of years. Let's do our crop circles in a moment. We've got more to come with Amanda, Tim, and Gene. You're in well, the Pentecost.
you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. My name is Stephen Hewer. In 1976, when I was 15 years of age, I was poisoned from two mercury dental fillings. The mercury came off these fillings in such high amounts that I went from having excellent health to having chronic constipation and candida overgrowth. I could barely eat any food for four years, which resulted in adrenal exhaustion by the age of 20. Despite years of diet experimentation, juice fasting, and intestinal cleansing, it was not until I took certain prescription sulfur amino acids that I healed my eliminatory function and eliminated my candida overgrowth. Later, it was not until I began to consume green Meadow Way that I eliminated my mercury burden 100%. Had Green Meadow Way existed in 1976, I could have healed my gut and body decades earlier. Green Meadow Way supplies a very high concentration of the sulfur amino acids needed to fuel glutathione production. Glutathione removes mercury and virtually all other toxins from the body. Set your body free from the burden of heavy metals and environmental toxins with Green Meadow Way. To order, go to bestwayprotein.net. That's bestwayprotein.net or call 888-988-3325. I'm about to give you a life-changing URL that if you will simply visit it and give these tax consultants a call, it will change your life. Whether you're a blue-collar worker or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a scientist or whether you're a millionaire, almost no one out there is taking advantage of legal, lawful tax loopholes. Go to GCNTaxCut.com. that takes you right to American Tax Solutions, and they will give you an amazing preview of what they can do for you. GCNTaxCut.com. GCNTaxCut.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperT.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNLoans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNLoans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNLoans.com. That's GCNLoans.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Amanda, with Jean, and with Tim. Amanda, questions are posed at you. What do you have to say? Regarding the Crop Circle Museum that I visited. Yeah, and crop circles in general. <laughs> crop circles in general. Well, so I have not had the pleasure of seeing a crop circle myself. And I we were all really excited on this tour. We thought we were going to be shown a crop circle. But apparently it just wasn't. They hadn't had any this season. <laughs> I guess there's seasons for crop circles in that mm-hmm. area. <laughs> so we went to, to this tiny crop circle exhibit museum that was really close to uh, kind of close to Stonehenge. I don't know. I, time didn't exist there. I have no idea how far things were an hour away. Um, and it was so unassuming. It was so cool. It was just in this little neighborhood, like set back in this warehouse. And there was like a little coffee shop and a furniture shop. You would never guess that there'd be a crop circle exhibit back there. But I learned more about crop circles in that like 30 minutes I had there than I knew really at all. Prior to that, I I grew up in Montana, and the only exposure I had to crop circles were ones that everyone was fairly certain kids were doing in the field. And so it was looked at more like like a thing that hurts the crops, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So I really didn't know much about it until way, way later on um, about how extensive the history of crop circles goes. At this museum, I learned how far back in history there are related things to crop circles, you know, like even just, um, gosh, I'm trying to trying to go back in my memory about this, but it also got into um, ley lines and some other things that, that I know a little bit more about uh, in this area. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a crop circle myself, so I don't know too much on it. I'm learning, uh, but it was a very, very cool experience to see that museum. I think one of the interesting things about crop circles is that you know a lot of people have admitted that uh, that they've been responsible for some of the more fancy ones. And I mean, we're talking about uh, they consider themselves artists who go to great lengths to actually map out how these circles are going to be made, how long it's going to take them to do it, and then they do it. But what's unusual is that a lot of them admit that while they're in the process of doing that, they experience weird things as they're laying these uh, crop circles out they see you know weird lights in the sky they hear noises in the field that sounds like there's other people out there with them all kinds of unusual things so like everything else when it comes to the world of the paranormal there's no easy explanation for things yes that's absolutely true no easy explanation i think uh the um fact that People experience strange stuff even while creating the crop circles themselves goes to show how much our intent and our energy plays into the phenomena again and how maybe sometimes we can even create what it is that we're trying to to create. It, it makes me think of like accidentally creating hauntings or, you know, egregores. But. One sad thing about crop circles on my part, a famous rock musician wrote a book about crop circles in the early 2000s and I didn't learn about it until 
year or two after he died. Famous being his name was Reg Presley. He was the lead singer of the Trogs. And I don't know if Amanda, this is way before you were born. His big hit record was Wild Thing. You never heard that song. I, I think I've heard Wild Thing. Uh, maybe. Yeah. And he was speaking to UFOs and crop circles. Oh, I didn't know that. So another um, another one of your uh, uh, stories here on Instagram that I that I found fascinating was the one called Strange Reoccurrences. <laughs> yeah. With the Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that one. Yeah, um, I have a a tumbled rock. It's really nothing special. I bought it when uh, sometime around when I first started investigating. So around two thousand eight, a piece of bloodstone, and um, it was my first like special rock or special gem or whatever that I ever bought. Um, and over the years, I've lost it. I've forgotten where it was. I forgot it existed, and it always manages to show back up somewhere and it's funny because bloodstone in particular the spiritual or you know the the metaphysical properties to bloodstone are like whatever it's not like it, it when it shows back up it's like not like it it's this huge message i just think it's this strange thing that that um happens to me where i'll just i'll reach in a bag and all of a sudden it's in the bag or i'll uh, it, i'll it'll show up with my other rocks or whatever, I have I have no idea. It, I have a rock, that bloodstone that does that, and then I also have a ring from my mother that has done that as well. And I just think it's fascinating and funny how um, how some things like that will just show up and, and stick around in our life forever. It's like I'm not a very organized person. I always find it quite strange when, when that rock shows back up in my life, but kind of funny. It sounds like a living rock. Yeah, like a sentient rock. <laughs> I had once had a living pair of reading glasses where I laid it down in front of my color printer, which is to my left. I didn't see it, didn't know what happened. So I got a spare, and I'm always looking in that direction because I might print a document, might scan something. And then a few days later... I look again, and there are the glasses. Now, it, I'm not in the kind of household where somebody here is going to do something wacky. <laughs> but it happens anyway. <laughs> yeah, sounds no, right. <laughs> well, you know, there was a, um, gosh, and, and I can't remember exactly the name of the book. There's this, this, this woman who wrote this book, and uh, it, it and, and basically, it was just story after story of situations just exactly like that, where things will disappear, reappear, seemingly uh, not on a random basis. And, you know, she was somebody that I had I'd always wanted to get on one of our shows. But at the time she wrote the book, she was already 80 plus. And I sincerely doubted that uh, <laughs> we'd be able to get her. But, you know, that's it, it's a reoccurring theme um, when it comes to paranormal phenomena, especially uh, a lot of hauntings of, of things that just seem to walk off on their own. And uh, uh, I know that I had a, I had an experience, and, and of course, my wife accuses me of, of just of it just being man blindness, which I mean I've I've been guilty of that. But I had uh, I had bought a 
a certain kind of soda that I liked, and you know, I treated myself to it. And as I was bringing the groceries home, I put the soda into the refrigerator to have later after I got everything unpacked. Unpacked everything, went into the refrigerator to get it. It wasn't there. Okay, I was like, okay, now I'm pretty sure that I put it there. I looked all around, went back out into the car, checked all the other places. Nope, it wasn't there. You know, I was like, okay, I know what. Yeah. And so then a little later in the day, went back to the refrigerator, and there it was. <laughs> it was getting its revenge on Tim Swartz. We have Amanda Paulson with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, trader, listen up. The markets have changed. Have you changed your trading strategies? Vantage Point can help you conquer volatility. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends one to three days in advance with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. No matter which way the market moves, Vantage Point's patented AI can give you a massive edge. Text money to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of markets and find your best entries and exits. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. USA Radio News. New York State health officials have found indications of additional cases of polio virus in wastewater samples from two different counties, leading them to warn that hundreds of people may be infected with a potentially serious virus. Just two weeks ago, the New York Health Department reported the nation's first case of polio in almost a decade. The health department reiterated that it is still investigating the virus's origin. And it is not clear yet whether the infected person in Rockland County was linked to other cases. Officials said the case occurred in a previously healthy young man who was unvaccinated and developed paralysis in their legs. This is USA Radio News. Two people are dead and eight survivors were rescued from waters of Florida Keys, the U.S. Coast Guard has confirmed. Authorities continue to search for another five people who are still in the water. The Coast Guard said in a statement that the 15 people, all thought to be migrants, were on board an illegal voyage. It is not clear from where they had traveled. Taiwan is calling China its evil neighbor for conducting live fire military drills around the island. Taiwan's defense ministry on Friday claimed that multiple batches of Chinese fighter jets were crossing the median line in the waters between China and Taiwan. The Chinese army is conducting military exercises around the island in response to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's recent visit and has declared several danger zones around Taiwan. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. This is USA Radio News. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Oh, what exciting times we have. Weird things are happening. But what most impresses me about this is that somebody less than half my age gets out there, is doing the work, trying to figure out what's going on. And we have asked this question on the Paracast. of guests have been around and at this for a while. Is this ever going to be solved? Amanda, as the next generation, what do you think? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be solved? I mean, I hope not, not for myself. I think the search is like, I don't know if I, if I'm on this journey or if I'm searching, I I don't think I'm doing that to, to solve anything or to reach any like conclusion. I'm just kind of like trying to live the time I have here to its fullest and with my eyes, you know, as wide open as possible and, and experiencing everything that there really is here. So um, I'm not going to try to solve anything. And truly, I, I know a lot of other people have said this before, but anyone who says that they know the answer to any of this stuff, like, definitely does not, you know, like, they're not telling the truth because no, none of us, as long as you're searching, really know what's going on, you know, really, like, really know the answers to these huge life questions. I don't know. That was a long meandering answer. Sorry, but no, no, I don't think that we're going to solve any. I'm not, I'm not going to solve anything. I hope that I can bring some things out from beyond the veil. I hope I can bring some things to the forefront and we can help understand things a little bit better, but I'm not out to solve anything. Well, you know, long and meandering is my middle name because I was never given one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what would you say to uh, somebody who's wanting to start in uh, doing this uh, kind of stuff themselves? I mean, you know, what kind of advice would you have? I mean, my advice in the past has been not so much advice, but rather that anyone can do it. That I so for some reason a lot of I get a lot of younger people online telling me. Um, like, oh, what do I have to do to be able to do this? It's like, well, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to meet any prerequisite. You know, anyone can, can paranormal investigate or can search after these kind of things. Um, but now I realize, too, I think it's important to um, have 
at least kind of an idea of your purpose or why you're looking, um, just a little bit of a, a direction for yourself. Um, or else there's just so much out there and so many conflicting beliefs and so many different paths and directions that you can take in the supernatural in, in paranormal phenomena that like you, I think that you can easily get really confused and maybe not, not get the fullest out of the experience of like experiencing the occult or experiencing paranormal phenomena. So I guess my advice would be know why you're doing it at least a little bit. Like you can leave it, leave it open to, to uh, change direction if you want. But you know, like some young people now, you know, they get into the paranormal because they want to be on TV uh, or they want, you know, they want fame, which is uh, truly a, like a viable a career direction now and and now with the internet it's easier than ever to honestly go after that to those people like i i won't speak on on what i think about that but like (laughs) for anyone else who's not going that direction it's like well why do you want to why do you want to search into the paranormal is it because of an experience you had as a kid or is it because you're questioning your religion is it because you like the thrill of the ghost hunt or whatever. I don't know. Just identify at least some kind of purpose for yourself and a direction to take. Do you find that there are people who contact you thinking that uh, they're going to start doing this and not only become famous, but just make tons and tons of money, able to monetize whatever it is that they're doing? (laughs) I don't know. You know, what's funny is I get, I get contacted more about people who want the fame or recognition or the legacy more than maybe money. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that I, I'm also in a very specific niche in paranormal um, online culture, but, but it seems that there's a lot of people who just want to be heard or to be the best. That That's another thing too, with being online is a lot of people want to be the expert or the best immediately. And I just think that that's not the point, at least not for me. Like I'm, I, it's like learning and being a student of the cosmos essentially is, is like the most fulfilling part of doing this so much, you know, it's just like experiencing it and slowing down life and like it just really getting to experience really strange stuff. Um, and people want to skip past that and just get like the recognition of being the best at something. Um, I don't know. I think people should slow down (laughs) and and just slow down. I mean, life goes really fast. I'm, I am still young. I'm 32, but it feels like every year I get older life moves even faster and I feel like I'm grasping at like, you know, each year as it goes by and I'm just like, I want to experience more and more and more. Why would anyone, you know, 22, 23 years old want to just hurry it up and be like the top of their game? Like, well, I, I don't know, whatever. Now I'm, now I'm, uh, now I'm really rambling, but <laughs> <laughs> rambling is allowed. I, I, I know that we allow know. rambling here. I just wanted to point out here too. Are you familiar with other Younger people interested in the field like Ryan Sprague or perhaps Micah Hanks? I don't know them personally. I think I know who Ryan Sprague is, but I don't know them myself. Ryan Sprague is on TV, I believe. Correct? Yes. Yes, yes, he has been. Yeah. No, I don't know them personally, but... Well, I mean, 
You know, it's just, to me, somebody who is wanting to get into this possibly for the fame, yeah, it's just got, yeah, the majority of the time, they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, and, and it's like, you know, people who are wanting to um, uh, get involved in UFO research, thinking that they're going to make a bunch of money from it. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, re- I remember, gosh, there was... There was a a show, it was briefly on the uh, Sci-Fi Channel, and I think it was um, Dan Aykroyd who was hosting it, but it was like a a panel group, and uh, uh, they had Stanton Friedman on, and at one point, one of the uh, panelists was um, um, Al Franken, and I think this was before he became a, a senator, but he just outright... Uh, uh, said to Stanton Friedman, he says, you make a lot of money doing this, don't you? Implying that, uh, you know, he was only in it for the money or that there was something wrong with uh, trying to make a living off of. of So I think the I think the idea is that somehow if you're trying to, you know, uh, Trying to help support yourself, you know, in your investigations, you know, make, uh, make some money that somehow that taints everything, that uh, you're not supposed to uh, uh, make money because if you do, then, you know, you'll just be you'll just be lying about everything, sensationalize everything, I guess. And I can't I mean, sure, there's been some people, you know, who've done that over the years naturally, but I think that it's not really the norm. I have a fast comment to make about that, and then we'll go into our next segment here, which will be the final segment of the main show. And that is that we say if someone's in paranormal investigation, they write a book, they get a check. They do a lecture, and sometimes they get paid for it. And sometimes the check doesn't bounce. And I think, wait a minute, folks. A scientist doesn't go to work and do it free. A doctor doesn't go to work and do it free. We have lots of professional people who go to work. Certainly, it's work if you're going to make a few burgers or something or do a delivery of food from a restaurant to someone's home. So why, if it's in the paranormal, something's got to be wrong? One more segment for our regular show with Amanda, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. 
Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at. No pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Amanda Paulson will continue with After the Paracast for more discussion, but I think you see the point, Amanda, that I was making. We should honor work, not assume that because somebody gets paid for something, they've got to be dishonest. Yeah, I think it's totally fine if if somebody gets paid for doing something they're passionate about. I think it just gets muddy when people do something 
to make money and were originally interested in <laughs> just differentiating your your purpose yeah nothing wrong with making money if you're doing something well before we run out of uh, of time here, I was wanting to ask you: Has there been any uh, case that you have been on, and, and you know, I know you talked about it with the the Lizzie Borden house, where you know you were in it, and you were after a while, you're just like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, so I will tell a little story from the time that I spent filming a documentary out on the Olympic Peninsula. It was my first night investigating near Lake Crescent, uh, which is like a pretty famous, very deep lake in the Olympic Peninsula and in the Olympic uh, National Forest as well. So it's a very rainforesty area. Um, and it was middle of winter. And it was actually on the winter solstice, which had a lot of significance for the case. I get out of the car and kind of start walking through the woods to where we're going. And the feeling I got in the woods was something I've never felt, ever felt before. And that was feeling like I was very much a visitor and almost feeling like I was on thin ice, so to speak. Like I, I felt like I was being watched, like maybe I wasn't supposed to be there. And I started questioning, is what I'm doing right? Should I even be digging into anything in this area? Because it felt very outside of myself. It felt very primordial, very elemental. As the night went on, I started experiencing things that are very, some noises and things that are very common in Sasquatch experiences. You know, as I started in, investigating the case that we were filming, there was just a lot of strange phenomena and strange, like, visualizations that were coming forward, um, which is another thing I've only just gotten into in the last couple of years, which is more of, like, trance-type mediumship experiments, which I kind of jumped into thinking, you know, I can do anything. I, I can get a big head sometimes and think I can just jump right into something and, and be okay. But that time out in the forest and near the lake in the Olympic Peninsula was so, felt so ancient and old and outside of my realm of expertise that I definitely wondered, what, what did I get myself into? Am I ready for this kind of uh, experience? I pushed through it, but it, it led to some, some crazy stuff. So uh, I'm grateful for it now, but um, there have been some instances, and most often than not, those instances where I feel like, what did I get myself into, typically have to do with not so much like traditionally haunted locations, but rather elemental type spirit activity, or more having to do with outside or the the grounds the land that i'm on like like a more ancient energy that's that's the times that i've felt over my head or like really really intense um with the exception of lizzie borden house which was just wild but but as we had spoke about that started with a journey through the park in bridgewater triangle so you know it's something to it i don't, I don't know yeah the olympic peninsula is pretty wild so and an experience like that is very humbling. Yeah, absolutely. That entire the entire time I spent out there was incredibly humbling, and it changed the tra the trajectory of my investigating. Truly, and that, I would say, I mean, I had explored some of these topics that we've been talking about, you know, interconnection of phenomena and stuff. I explored it a little bit, but um, my time out there being humbled by an energy that felt um, so outside and above myself humbled me back. It, it kind of 
kicked me back into, I'm a student. I'm not, I'm not an expert of the phenomena. I don't have any control over the phenomena. I am not here to control it. You know, sometimes I just have to sit back and and see what it has to teach me. So yeah, it, it is very humbling. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's an interesting point because, yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier about um, what you would tell people who are interested in getting into this themselves. And yeah, and you're like, what can I tell you? I'm still, I'm still a novice myself, basically. <laughs> well, and I, I guess my best piece of advice is accepting that you will be a, a student for about many things over the course of your life, always, you know, I mean, you may, you may reach a level of expertise about something or you'll, you'll specialize in something. You'll have loads and loads of experience, you know, but when it comes to the unknown, it's unknown for a reason (laughs) and you have to be willing to still be willing to learn and, and be humbled for as long as you do it. Really, that really circles back around to the trickster element of it too is like not trying to control it too much not trying to be like to have governance over over the phenomena letting it just happen you know and not thinking that you're because i have you know 15 years of experience or whatever i have some kind of authority on it i'll be a student i'll happily be a student of it for (laughs) for a long time well, it's like, you know, how many how many people have you seen go, go into situations? I mean, they're just, you know, loaded up with uh, every bit of, a, of equipment that's out there possible and then just end up at the end of the day or evening or, or whatever, you know, with their tail between their <laughs> legs saying, we didn't do that right. <laughs> yeah, that's been me many times. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the interesting thing, though, about the phenomena is that it changes on you. You know, you think that you may have your finger on what's going on, or at least a portion of what's going on, and then suddenly it changes the rules. Mm-hmm. There are like, no rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It asserts itself to remind us. <laughs> that there are no rules. (laughs) So, I mean, do you have any plans to, and I know that, you know, you're, you're on social media, but you know, any plans to like uh, write a book or do more videos online, things like that? Yeah. It's funny you ask that because just on this trip to Europe, I was chatting with some people who are much farther along uh, in their study in the field. And uh, they asked the same thing, you know, what's next? What am I going to do? Especially with a little bit of a social media following, you know, what will I do with that? And just like two weeks ago, I had no idea. Um, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Just I got this far. And now I'm like, I did film a, a documentary that I'm waiting for it to come out, but I can't just sit around and wait. you know, I want to do something next. Um, I'd love to write a book one day, but I can't honestly say that that's on the table right now. But I did just start a video series online, which I'm excited to get more into, which is in regards to our trauma and its relationship to the paranormal and how we uh, perceive the paranormal. So right now my focus is bringing uh, some of these deeper philosophical questions and uh, psychological questions to the forefront of the paranormal. Amanda Paulson, tell our listeners, please, where we can find more of your stuff. I can be found at 
pretty fn spooky on all platforms that's pretty fn not the real word spooky uh, on all platforms instagram youtube tiktok all of them you can find us on facebook Sometimes they don't let us put the URL for the Paracast.com there, but you can find us on Facebook. You can also check us out on Twitter for the Paracast. We also offer premium merchandise at the Paracast.shop. That's the Paracast.shop with the logos and all the good stuff. And we have the Paracast Plus. Amanda will be returning for our premium show. After the Paracast, where we continue discussions from the main show and sometimes originate other stuff, you will also get a special version of this show free of the network ads. How about that, okay? To learn more, go to theparacast.plus. That's theparacast.plus. We also offer a special deal. Such a deal. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20. And we'll give you a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime subscriptions to the Paracast Plus. That's the Paracast dot plus. Amanda Paulson, really great meeting you. Much luck with your career in the world of the strange and unknown. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you so much for having me. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.